Welcome to episode 90 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis, and I'm feeling a little bit nostalgic this week because I had my first grandchild. Uh, Welcome, Tate, to the world. Today, I want to talk about the history of EdTech, the presence of technology in voice, and the future. So let's start with the history. I just did a brief little scan of the web and wondered when did educational technology really come into play? If you're wondering, the Vocational Education Act uh, started in 1963. And what that did was for education, there was an influx of teaching students how to program. Uh, That was very intentional. But in 1981, laptops hit the market and mobile computing began. And all of a sudden, instead of seeing that intentional computer science use of computers, we saw integration, which improved even more in 2010 when iPads were invented and mobile technology became even more. So then it led me to think, well, when did speech and voice recognition start um, impacting education. The first speech recognizer, according to my research, uh, was created in 1952. And what it did was just read single spoken digits. So what about voice technology? How did that come about? And when I started looking, I saw a lot of things led back to dictation devices. And so maybe you're familiar with seeing TV shows where uh, medical personnel or legal personnel were using dictation devices. Today, also, you're going to see law enforcement doing that as well. And then it led me to find out that one of the first was Dragon Speech Recognition. And if you're an educator, You possibly have heard of Dragon Naturally Speaking. That is one that I was familiar with. And it is one of the big dictation um, platforms on the market today. So then it started making me think, well, what were the main ways that voice was used in education in the past? And as I started looking at it, I thought about the fact that it was used for special needs. Uh, When the American Disabilities Act was passed, there was a need for students to start who had learning disabilities or who had physical disabilities to have ways to both share and learn uh, that voice enabled them to do where they couldn't do in the past. For instance, if you listen last week to episode 89 with Chris Emmerling, he talked about um, alternative assistant devices uh, to speech that help people with physical disabilities. So that's a, a really important thing in the history of education. What I'm seeing today is a lot of case uses that are currently trying to use voice technology. And for instance, uh, we're seeing language learning by using voice assistance in episode 88. We see uh, efficiencies being made. If you listen to episode 59 by Sermo Labs, you'll hear about ways to learn math. If you listen to LaVuba in episode 78, You'll hear about ways to test and create competitions between students. If you listen to episode 80, 
ask my class, ask my kid, efficiencies in the classroom for the teacher, and emotional security for those students using those devices. Uh, let's go back a little bit further. In episode 66, we interviewed Bamboo Learning, and we learned about the ways that they're trying to help students in times of pandemic learning at home by changing their platform to best meet those needs for pandemic learning. So we've got a lot of case studies using voice assistance, but there are also, in today's world, a lot of platforms that are trying to use voice technology for a greater good for education. For instance, in episode 74, I interviewed the guys from Yap Books who are creating uh, a platform that lets students read and get feedback. Uh, in episode 81, you learned about Toys for Life where you can put little radio sensors that work with a computer and your toys that are at home or in a STEM lab, could talk him back and forth with each other. And then, of course, one of my favorites in episode 75, Soapbox Labs. Just kind of the leader in voice recognition of children specifically and what they're doing there to help students in learning is pretty amazing. So, because I'm wondering, now that I have a new grandson, what does that mean for the future? What are we thinking about? What are you guys thinking about that voice is going to be able to do? And immediately, and I've said this before, I really see voice being a add-on or another way to interact with skills and tools and platforms that we already use in education. So it will be another input device. And I think a lot of people think, Eek! Classroom use? How would that ever happen? What about background noises? How, when you have 20 kids or 30 kids in a room talking all at the same time, how would it ever know what to do when they're sitting in front of a computer? But if you guys have noticed, since the pandemic, Zoom, the Zoom platform, has really come out with some better opportunities for noise cancellation. So they've created noise cancellation technology that gets rid of persistent background noise. So I saw this firsthand because I was in the middle of an interview uh, for the podcast and my daughter and her great Pyrenees dog came in and the dog was just barking its head off. So I actually restarted the podcast about halfway through and we went to the end, but then when I played it back for myself later, guess what? No dog noises. So it has that ability to suppress background persistent noises. So I think that that's coming for both um, classroom use. So what if it could make persistent classmate voices disappear. So when a student's talking to their laptop or talking to a device, it knows that voice and it knows how to respond to that person without worrying about what's happening in the past. We already see, going back to the here and now, we already see um, the ability to use dictation in both Microsoft Word and Google Docs. That's something that almost every student anywhere uses it in the classroom setting. So what's next? 
I think that there's ability and I'm seeing more um, companies offering uh, the voice interface for other apps or to create a voice interface for branding purposes for businesses so that there is a voice aspect to the app that they're already dealing with. So I think that's what we're going to see in the future. And is it possible? I 100% believe we're looking at something that is very possible. I also think that we're going to continue to see voice technology really meeting niche needs in this world. So language learning, uh, supporting disabilities, creating efficiencies, setting routines, that type of thing where it really helps a student, an individualized student, progress because the future of education, in my opinion, is personalized. So this is a way that we can personalize further to meet the needs of students everywhere. This is Julie Daniel Davis, and I hope you have a great week.